Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. to this newsletter at snoozecast.com. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by Gossamer and Primroses. Tonight, we'll read the next part to The Princess and the Goblin, a children's fantasy novel published in 1872. If you'd like an easy way to listen to these continuing episodes in order, go to snoozecast.com slash series. When we left off, our little hero, Curdie, had been spying on the goblins in their cave system under the mountains. He stumbled upon the royal family and was captured and kept prisoner by them. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. The goblins had left their fire burning, and the light came through the tiny hole into Curdie's prison cell brighter than before. Curdie thought it was time to try again if anything could be done. But he found he could not get even a finger through the chink between the slab and the rock. All he could do was to sit down 
and think again. By and by, he came to the resolution to pretend to be sick, in the hope they might take him out before his strength was too much exhausted to let him have a chance. Meantime, until they should come again at night, there was nothing for him to do but forge new rhymes, now his only weapons. He had no intention of using them at present, of course, but it was well to have a stock, for he might live to want them, and the manufacture of them would help to while away the time. Chapter 20 Irene's Clue That same morning early, the princess awoke suddenly. There was a noise in her room, creatures snarling and hissing and rocketing about as if they were fighting. The moment she came to herself, she remembered something she had never thought of again. What her grandmother told her to do when she was frightened. She immediately took off her ring and put it under her pillow. As she did, she fancied she felt a finger and thumb take it gently from under her palm. It must be my grandmother, she said to herself, and the thought gave her such courage that she stopped to put on her dainty little slippers before running from the room. While doing this, she caught sight of a long cloak of sky blue thrown over the back of a chair by the bedside. She had never seen it before, but it was evidently waiting for her. She put it on, and then, feeling with the forefinger of her right hand, soon found her grandmother's thread, which she proceeded at once to follow, expecting it would lead her straight up the old stair. When she reached the door, she found it went down and ran along the floor, so that she had almost to crawl in order to keep a hold of it. Then, to her surprise, and somewhat to her dismay, she found that instead of leading her towards the stair, it turned in quite the opposite direction. It led her through certain narrow passages towards the kitchen, turning aside ere she reached it, and guiding her to a door which communicated with a small backyard. Some of the maids were already up, and this door was standing open.